I'm getting high again. All right, Huckleberry. So we're back for segment two. Coming out of the break, and before the break, we had our interview with Jungle Girl. Being sure that you catch her on Access TV Friday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Rick, I am loving the women of wrestling. Are you getting a chance to sit down and watch this? I know you've been busy the last couple weekends. You know what? I've been watching this wherever I'm at. I've stopped what I'm doing. It's awesome, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, stop, stop what I'm doing. Find a feed. Throw the headset on. You know, it, the, the best part about it is. Is everyone, you know, uh, not, well, not everyone, but a lot of people when I'm out doing something, especially when I got the headset on, they, they know it's something wrestling related. Right. So they're kind of peek in to see what I'm doing. You know, they'll see if I'm talking to you, if I'm watching the show. But when they kind of look over my shoulder and they're catching a glimpse of what wow is, and then they're hanging in there a little bit, because, hey, you know, anytime you got some gorgeous ladies in there mixing it up, it's going to catch their attention, right? Yep, of course. But then, but then they, you know, they're hooked then, so they're holding on for a little bit, and then they start all these questions. Who's that? Who's that backstory? No, what's the story going on here? They, they, they got a hot product going here, and if people, if it just gets in front of them, people are catching on to it. One thing that I am absolutely loving about WoW is just how it's shot, the production value behind WoW. It just looks great, and it looks so different. That's the thing that's really making it, whether that's overhead cam, the crane cam, they've got something really, really special there. I'm looking forward to following and how everything works out. And I cannot wait for Jungle Girl versus the Beast. That match is going to be awesome. You tell me on any marquee, that's not selling. Yeah, right? <laughs> right? My God. Awesome. So let's uh, let's let's talk about some WWE this week. I kind of went through and got some highlights. I'll be damned if we're going through Raw and SmackDown segment by segment. If you want to hear that, you can go listen to the Wednesday Locker Room over at hackerhameen.podbean.com. It doesn't work if you put the the in the wrong spot. Yeah, well. You know. And that thing's dead anyway, dude. Yeah, well. I, no, no. I got all kinds of beef with the Wednesday Locker Room, you know. When they're over there and they're literally talking about seducing my tag team partner. They're like trying to manufacture uh, some kind of a firing squad here is how it seems. You know what? That's it. I'm leaving the company. I'm leaving the company in three months. That's right. I'm not re-signing. I'm not renegotiating. In three months, I'm out of here. Until then, it's going to be business as usual. Let's talk about the Elimination Chamber. Uh, Huckleberry, they're, they're, they're starting to warm up this uh, women's tag team titles thing. And I'm kind of curious as to your opinion of it on raw we had two qualifying matches the riot squad's going to be in this thing tamina and naya now known as the female wild samoans they're going to be in this thing no uh, see i, I like i like what what mickey james dubbed them i like them as lop lipstick lipstick on pigs you know i i wasn't even going to talk about that but i'm just going to throw this out there maybe maybe just maybe mickey james not the person to be delivering that line Ain't that I right, Piggy? I think that's the brilliance of it. <laughs> I, well, I just wish they would make up their mind what in the hell they're doing with Alexa Bliss and Mickey James. Because especially at this point, Alexa Bliss feels like it's Rusev and at the end of 2017. It's, she's over as a babyface. Quit trying to fight it. Just book her as a babyface. Well, you know, in going into the Rumble, I even, you know, I question, you know, does she, does she still have that draw? Just because... You know, the way she, I mean, by no fault of her own, she was on the show. But then the total failure with Moment of Bliss. Yeah. Her reception at the Rumble, you know, I had to eat crow. I was like, damn, they still want her. Yeah. 
It was, uh, and it was, it was, you know, outside of, you know, Becky, Charlotte had a hell of a reaction. Uh, maybe, you know, a handful in the room. I mean, she was like in the top five pops of that night. Yeah. It was a, a really nice pop for Alexa bliss. So, to, and then to see her, I was really surprised to see her in a qualifying match against, you know, the two, the two giants of the division, if you will. Yeah. It's and, like they just have no direction for Alexa right now. Well, it would really disappoints me overall is the way that they're, they're setting up this chamber match to, to crown the first ever WWE women's tag team champions. You know, to me, make it a bigger moment. I hate that they have said it's three from each brand. This should have been across all the brands, giving us the actual best available talent. And and now since they did scale it down, which is just their two brands, I think they, they're really shorting themselves by by taking Bliss and James out of there, who are two of the more talented individuals in there. I think they could offer more to that match in a you know, in a million years than Naya and Tamina can, you know, just outside the, the size and spectacle of that. But they're not going to get in there and do anything in that match. It's going to wow people. OK, I guess uh, this you just completely changed this conversation um, because I guess I had completely missed that announcement. So it's going to be three from Raw and three from SmackDown. That's the way they're setting this up. It's three teams from Raw. Three teams from SmackDown. And even funny because you got two qualifiers this week. They announced the, the last qualifying for the Raw spot next week, which is going to be the Boston Hug Connection against. And this completely, I, this just infuriated me, infuriated and then terrified. They're teaming up Nikki Cross and Alicia Fox. I'm pissed about that one. I actually I, have that in my notes here. This, I, this I, pissed I me off. I get in. Uh, and this was the biggest fear with Nikki, you know, when she was actually going to become full-time on the red or blue, would they understand her? And we've already seen in a couple spots, it doesn't seem like they do. In their mind, they're just matching crazy. I'm terrified, but what we're going to end up getting is a comedy Nikki Cross out of the gate with Alicia, and that's something you're not going to be able to recover from. Yep, I completely agree. Uh, That is terrifying. And then what's funny, on the SmackDown side, they're not doing qualifiers because they don't have enough women to pull it off yeah i was gonna say absolution just declares that they're gonna be in this match which told me oh crap they don't have the depth on the smackdown roster for this thing so i i was actually looking at we were gonna have a team from nxt and a team from nxt uk and i was gonna ask you who these teams were gonna be because i assumed that the iconics were were gonna find their way into this thing which only left room for one of those two brands to have a team in this thing the fact that eo Sheree and Kyrie sane will not be in this thing is a damn shame because they are the best women's tag team inside of the wwe i was gonna say you know or chaco uh bello bello and i talked about this wednesday in the locker room you know especially when they introduced both of them in the rumble the way they did and they put over those high spots you know that true that tremendous elbow and, and the moonsault could you imagine those off of the pods the yes, pop, the reaction, the, the visuals that you have going forward. For I, would, I would even say put them over. I would make them the first women's tag team champions because they're the best women's tag team in the company. No disrespect to Sasha and Bailey. These two women have been tagging literally for years. Yeah, I think, you know, it comes down to one of those two. But if you like you want that reason to have someone travel that could be a perfect traveling team and they could hit all of your brands. And it's and a then great not- way to call them to the main roster and have them start getting familiar with that crew. If you are going to move them to raw or SmackDown out of NXT. 
well, you know, obviously we have to look at going forward some factors that would make sense. You know, if you're going to use them across the brands, then you're not pulling Sasha and Bailey off the road who are draws for women's wrestling, you know, yeah. on, on your tours right now. But, you know, if you are looking to WrestleMania and you do have, you do have it slotted where it's going to be the champions versus Trish and Lita. I think obviously you go with Sasha and Bailey there. You've got the history, you've got the star power as opposed to, you know, the upstarts, if you will, when it comes to the majority of the universe. But why, but it makes absolutely no sense in either case why the hell you wouldn't put them in this match. You know, to me, it shouldn't be about, well, we, we've got teams like the Iconics and we've got Jax and Tamina. So we're just going to use what we've got. To me, if you really want to make this thing important, you've already got, you know, the spotlight of the gimmick. You've got the introduction of titles. This should be about the absolute best of the best. I mean, I would have went as far to put Rousey in this damn thing. Who the fuck else is going to be the other team on SmackDown? Well, we've got, I mean, just what they've kind of been doing, they've really been teasing that Naomi-Lana kind of connection. Oh, for God, you're going to put Naomi and Lana in this thing and I, I, keep out Io Shirai and Kyrie Sane? I'm just, I'm just telling you what they've got there because where you had enough, if you pulled away the people in the title picture, then you had six teams on Raw. If you pull away the title contenders on SmackDown, you only have five teams. Now, obviously, I guess you could, well, because they're already advertising Becky and and, uh, and Charlotte for that event, I believe, or, or at Fastlane, one or the other. I guess you could pull Charlotte and give her some, uh, just like a random throw together team. But to me, that's even garbage. When, when you've got perfectly, you know, not just able, but tremendous talent sitting there. Maybe that's how they fill that last spot. Is that Shane McMahon, you know, the GM, he wants to shake it up, baby. Go get somebody. Yeah, I guess we could do that. But here's, but here's my other, and maybe it's not a fear, but it's a way to get him into the match, is that you just have like Bliss and James show up on SmackDown and claim that last spot. Yeah, I guess you could do something like that too. I still think I'd rather have EO and Kyrie than those two. Oh, I'm with you. I'm with you 100%. I just don't think they see that. Uh Last night on NXT TV, Io Shirai and Kyrie Sane took on the team of Jasmine Duke and Marina Shafir, the other two horsewomen of MMA, of course. Uh, Rick, I'm hearing a lot of talk about oh, this. Hold on, you know it's going to be the fucking Bellas. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> okay, you know what? For that one, it's it's time for the Vince McMahon song. Hey, kids, it's time to use the F word. <laughs> Fuck women, fuck giant, fuck laughing, fuck crying, fuck cursing, but mostly fuck you. Fuck love, hate, and friends, fuck following trends, fuck this song, can't wait till it ends. Fuck everything, but fuck you the most, fuck everyone, but fuck you the most. With a big rusty pole or a splintering post, yeah, fuck you the most, fuck you. Old school, fuck new school, fuck not cool, fuck too cool, fuck him, man, ironically lame. Fuck giving advice, fuck trying to be nice, fuck you and you know who you are. Fuck everything, but fuck you the most, fuck everyone, but fuck you the most. With a big rusty pole or a splintery post, yeah, fuck you the most, fuck you, 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 fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. That's another FU song by Real Big Fish, by the way. You um, know, out of like, I don't know, two thirds of this field, I'd rather just have Carmella and R Truth win the fucking titles now. 
I think I'd be down with that. Uh, so we saw Duke and Shafir take on EO and Kyrie last night. Uh, Rick, have you had a chance to watch NXT from this week yet? Uh, I did not catch the the US NXT. Okay, there's a lot of talk about horsewomen versus horsewomen, so I was very intrigued to see this matchup. I'm telling you right now, horsewomen versus horsewomen within the next year? Terrible fucking idea. Jessamyn Duke and Marina Shafir are not ready in any way, shape, or form for that kind of stage. They're they're just not. I mean, even on a takeover stage, seeing them against EO and Kyrie, they just they're outclassed from the word go. I mean, they're they're coming along, but I mean, they look like people that are you know eight months to a year into the business, which that's about what they are. Well, I think, you know, what's going to save them is Ronda stepping away, taking that leave of absence. Because we talked about before, you know, if she's going to have a a baby, she's not going to be back until next year's WrestleMania. Yeah, there is that. You know, Um, you know, unless, you know, they they, even if they pull out the line, you know, the night after WrestleMania, they go make a rock baby. Yeah, because everyone's so excited. I mean, you still got that time, you know, to carry, to deliver, to readjust and to get back into training. I think, you know, just. Just by that, it might help WWE where they might want to push this thing. I, I think what we're really getting here now is just a, a subtle kind of tug of war for that dominance. You know, then it's going to lead towards that moment at WrestleMania that's catching on right now where you see all of them, all of the wrestling horsewomen with the titles at the end in, in kind of that Benoit Guerrero moment. I hate that, too. Uh, let's talk about the best tag team in the world taking on the Usos at the Elimination Chamber. Of course, we saw the Usos defeat the New Day, the Bar, and Heavy Machinery to claim the number one contendership. Uh, Rick, I guess really the only thing to talk about here is Heavy Machinery. How did you feel about Heavy Machinery being in the ring with basically the elite of the WWE Tag Team Division? Do you felt like they look like they belong there? The elite? So you mean everyone except for the Good Brothers, and the Primo brothers or whatever the Cabana brothers, whatever you want to call them. Okay. Well, let's, let's, let me rephrase. <laughs> but, but hey, let me rephrase. Now, hold on. Are there three I, I better tag saying. teams in the WWE than the Usos, the new day in the bar? I, in WWE. Yes. Okay. Take NXT out of it. All right. All right. Roster. All right. Here's what he was going to say. Though. Here was my issue though. Well, I'll, I'll speak to heavy, heavy machinery here. Hey, I thought they looked good. They let them shine a little bit. You know, there was a couple times in there I thought, hey, they might get this to these guys. You know, they might want to, you know, to, to shake things up, give us something new. Because to me, from the very get-go, when this thing was announced, it was just kind of, here we go once again. It's the same thing over and over. Rinse, repeat with SmackDown Tag Division. Get a challenger in there. Okay, now everyone come back. You get another shot at it. And then as soon as we get through at the chamber... We'll probably have some other kind of multi-team match with the exact same setup. Who, who's next in line for this thing? I mean, take a number, right? They really needed to call up War Machine, man. It was time to call up War Machine. They should have put over Undisputed Era at TakeOver. I don't understand why they're leaving War Machine. And where the hell is Sanity? Even Killian Dane on Twitter asking, where in the hell is Sanity? Maybe their maybe their numbers next. I'm thinking since New Day was the first one out of this one, uh, we'll have like another like a triple threat or another fatal four way. You know, the night after elimination chamber. So who's going to go to fast lane? Oh, New Day, come on down! You're the next contestant on the shittiest tag division in the world. 
Yeah, which is just ridiculous with the some of the best tag teams in the world. You know? Amazing, amazing talent. You know, because I have heard talk, right? If if we are going to see a mass exodus out of the WWE at this point, okay? Obviously, Cesaro is on that list of people that is pretty high of people that they would like to see leave, okay? But there's also the potential of... Could the Usos leave? I mean, they, they've been in the WWE for absolutely ever. And just think of what the Usos could do on the independent scene. Usos versus Young Bucks. Hell yeah. Yes, please. I would love to see that match. Let's talk about New Day. Could New Day leave? We know that there's ties there. They've been talking about doing something with the Bucks forever. I would absolutely love to see that match. Could they walk away? Like, you could legitimately see the entire tag team division leaving because... The WWE doesn't like tag team wrestling. When you talk about it, it's like I definitely could see maybe Cesaro wanting out of there, but you know he even here he's been there for a while. That money is good. Well, the, and, the and reason you know I bring up Cesaro is we know Sheamus is on borrowed time. Well, let's even think. You know, let's say Sheamus is on borrowed time. If you're if Cesaro's on the way out, I mean, would that be like a good time for for Ono to say, hey, maybe I'm going to leave too? And they go on a reunion tour out yeah, in the other promotions. I kind of feel like it's time for Ono to go. Uh, and, and and it's no disrespect to Ono. It's just I don't see him getting called up to the main roster. And I don't see him. There you go with your call-ups and your main oh, roster. Blah, blah, yeah. blah. It's still a fucking call-up because it's still fucking developmental whether you like it or not. But I don't see Ono going to the main roster. And... I don't really see Ono doing anything more in NXT other than getting beat up. Okay, but but there's but what's the alternative that we don't we might not know about? We talked about it. Is he just waiting to make that transition to the performance center where he does have a nice cushy job? He doesn't have to rogue he's not gonna have to relocate somewhere or worry about travel and all that. He's just right there in his hub. You know, a lot of it's not always about, you know, getting getting out there and having these amazing matches to satisfy the fans' needs and wants. It's about taking care of yourself. Life after wrestling. You betcha. And sitting in the WWE is still the best avenue for that. You know the style. Sure, you're on the road, all that, but you are, you're, you're taking care of. If you're going to be on the road, it's the finest on-road living that you're going to have. You know the company's not going anywhere. It's tremendous pay, and with their expansion and needing positions, you know, look at these all of these guys that make a living. We were talking about making a living in the business, jumping on board with WWE. Yep. People have got to be one side. You know, there's a lot of people like a Curtis Axel. Why would he always be there? Why does he go through with his lineage? Why does he put up with that? Because you got to believe he's set up forever. Yep, absolutely. Of course, there's also the fact that nobody else would want Curtis Axel, but you know. So he might as well stay there. Okay, nobody wants the guy that's hand-selected by the major stars when they want to come back because they know they're going to be taken care of in the ring. A guy that has been bred into this business that has an amazing mind for it. Nobody wants that guy. No, no. You know why? Because he has the personality of this lighter. It's it's very sparking. There you go. It's very, very bright. Lights up a room. And all he does is skin himself over. That's the crazy part about it. Let's talk about the Elimination Chamber match for the WWE Eco-Friendly Championship, now held by Angry Vegan Kurt Cobain, as well as Angry Vegan Chris Novoselic, uh, otherwise known as the new 
Daniel Bryan. Uh, he's going to be taking on Mustafa Ali, Jeff Hardy, AJ Styles, Samoa Joe, and Randy Orton for a piece of cardboard. Huckleberry, number one, what do you think of the new eco-friendly WWE championship? Hey, I just, I'm just glad to know that there are six other individuals out there that would fight like hell for a piece of cardboard that they love. <laughs> oh, it's funny. They should give it away for $9.99 with every news network subscription. Oh, that is great, man. Hey, you know, thankfully, thankfully, five other individuals wanted to come out and, and claim challenge Daniel Bryan. That could have been a complete cluster, you know, if they would have had one more or one less. It's funny how things work out like that. So what the hell are we doing at the chamber? Are we going to, is is somebody going to win this championship and roll it up and smoke it? Or is Brian going to hold on to this thing? Because I almost feel like the championship is going to change hands and we'll get the rematch at WrestleMania because otherwise I don't see any contender to Daniel Bryan for the WWE championship at WrestleMania. I was going to say, you know, just overall real quick on this, this segment, everything with, with Brian, absolutely love it, man. Oh, yeah, he's killing it. Absolutely Becky's, killing Becky, it. Becky's getting all this praise. Daniel Bryan is is the best in WWE right now. Yeah, I agree. He is absolutely killing it. And I was a bit surprised, as you're mentioning here, to see that they're going to have him defend that title inside the chamber because it kind of, it kind of shits the bed for – uh, blue brand challengers going into WrestleMania. This is why I supported Finn Balor beating Brock Lesnar so that the Universal Championship would be defended inside of the Elimination Chamber because you knew they wanted one of the titles inside of the chamber. And I just I didn't feel like the SmackDown roster was deep enough for it to go down. Well, you know, at this point, but let me let's not forget that Rollins has not declared anything. Well, obviously, Seth Rollins should pick Daniel Bryan, win the eco-friendly championship, and burn it down. I, I get you on know, that. I, I, all you guys, you potheads, are just waiting for this moment. I know. We're terrible people. And we're the ones that understand that you can't do that. Yes. That's uh, the funny yeah. part about it. Right. See, it's Everyone irony, ladies and gentlemen. It. Irony. You know, if somebody actually brings that to the attention of Vince McMahon, we're going to end up with Cheech and Chong is the host of WrestleMania. I'd be down with that. I would pay to watch that. 999 yen. Okay, but on the other side, let me pull it back and, and try. If I could be serious for a moment. <laughs> I'm just imagining Cheech and Chong hosting WrestleMania, and it's the greatest idea that you have ever had. Even better than Rothman coaching the Bulls? Yes, by far. Because that was by getting some pops. Far. That was getting some pops over on hashtag HTM Sports. <laughs> Man, it was funny. Speaking of HTM Sports, our boy Eric Lake. Shout out to Eric Lake. He's sending me hate mail for even suggesting that Anthony Davis go to the Chicago Bulls. And I replied to him and I was like, hey man, we didn't say it would be good. I just said it would be interesting. And he texted me back and he's like, yeah, and then I listened like 30 seconds longer. And I was like, oh. <laughs> it's like wrestling, Eric. You gotta let it play out. Don't hate us right away. <laughs> let the booking play out. Oh. No, but anyway, I mean, wouldn't Rollins look like a complete bitch if he chose Daniel Bryan right now? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, so, like, they, so they kind of booked him into that corner there. 
Yeah, he's a complete bitch. I mean, Brock Lesnar laid him out with six F5s. Six of them. Yeah, after Rollins jumped the gun and started kicking him in the head. Yeah, <laughs> Lesnar like, gets up beat his head. Like, so now at this point, we're supposed to believe that Rollins has come out like, uh, maybe I should rethink this. I'll take the much smaller guy over there. Yeah. Good luck, Finn. We're going to do right. demon versus beast. You, can, you guys can go ahead and have that now. You know, right. I don't want no part of Brock fucking Lesnar. Get out of here. So well, what about Billy Ray throughout? He's thinking the, uh, the planet champion versus the people's champion. I mean, we're going to have to get some kind of surprise here, aren't we? Oh, God. Uh, or, or maybe, or do they maybe go forward and give us some kind of triple threat with AJ Orton and Brian? You know what? I think you're right. Hey, any chance we get a rematch, Batista, Orton, and Brian? Oh God, wouldn't that be something? No, I think with, you're with right. the completely roles reversed, though. For Brian's the the heel that everyone wants to see get killed, and I the think, two monsters are going after him. I think you're right. <laughs> What the rock is cooking. I think it's gonna be the people's champion versus the planet's champion. I think that they know they must have the rock secured because Rick, it's the only thing that makes sense. Really, when you think it because we've heard Brian taking a couple of shots at the rock being the people's champion. So it absolutely makes sense on that level. And more importantly, if we go back in time about a year. If I remember right, wasn't there a report that a certain Saudi prince wanted to pay a whole lot of money for The Rock to defend the WWE Championship in Saudi Arabia, and this is how you put the fucking title on him? Oh, I mean, we were talking millions. It's like forty million dollars to have The Rock roll into Saudi as the as the WWE champion. It was like forty million. And you really look at, I mean, just the build on this. I mean, you're giving, you're giving Brian so much ammo rocks, you know, he's over the top Hollywood. Every time you see him, like you're driving something. So you, you think of, you know, the big old pickup trucks, you know, he lives that over the top lifestyle. Yeah. Perfect, perfect fuel for Daniel Bryan there. Okay. So now the next question becomes as good as Daniel Bryan is right now. And with the rock being, well, you know, the rock is there any way that becky lynch versus ronda rousey is the final match at wrestlemania because if you're bringing in the rock that's the main event that to do that you're taking away the women's main event in my in my eyes i think actually i think the rock himself comes in and says no let the ladies do it hmm. and the rock and the rock the rock knows that after seven hours, everybody's ready to go to bed. So The Rock might say he wants to go in the middle of that show <laughs> where everyone's going to be electrified to see what the people's champion does. Motherfucker, it's going to be The Rock versus Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania. Motherfucker. That's what this is all about. That's Billy Ray, baby. So let's talk about Ronda Rousey. Ronda Rousey gets booed out of the building again. Yeah, we, we wondered on, on the Monday locker room what was going on because 
when Sasha came out and the music stopped, they started booing. And we were like, oh, shit, is this the Roman Reigns thing? Are the people turning on Ronda Rousey? Well, we got the answer to that Monday on Raw. I don't know if the people are turning on Ronda Rousey, but Phoenix sure as hell did. Huckleberry, what do you make of this? They were a lively crowd. They They were all over the place. They were a lively crowd, but by Monday and especially by Tuesday, it almost seemed like they were a trolling crowd. You know, like the thank you daisies chants and all that shit. It almost felt like they were just a trolling crowd because they were so tired of being there for four freaking days. I was just going to say, you know, 14 plus hours of WWE will do that to you. 14 plus hours of anything is going to do that to you. Yeah. Uh, so so it, do you account this to Phoenix or is this going to be a trend that we see going forward? I think I'm not just holding it to Phoenix here. And I think, you know, maybe they've set a pattern, but I think we were going to get it. We were going to get what we saw elsewhere anyway. I think, you know, everyone is just so hot on Becky. And a lot of that has to do with, you know, it is a great act in, in so many ways. I do have my issues and we'll get to those. But it's such a great act in so many ways. But the people really feel that they're the driving force. This is the new yes, yes movement. This is the new Daniel Bryan. You know, it was out there. How long did we see Becky just kind of fester in nowhere land? You know, it was always that great hand to have. You know, she but she was like the fourth of the of the horsewomen. You know, we never really had any grand plans to see her rise back up to, you know, true stardom in WWE and you know, through her own movement and the people getting behind her and pushing, pushing, pushing. They had no other choice but to give in and give her that spotlight, give her that moment. So the fans, the vast majority are buying into that. And the perfect storm on the other side is you've got. The million dollar baby coming in. You got Ronda Rousey, who, who after you seemingly has lost her UFC career, lost her career in MMA, finally now wants to come to professional wrestling. And no matter how much she, she's loved it and wanted to be a part of it and committed herself, she's still an outsider and she's still having things given to her. And people resent her for the incredible year that she has had. It's just the perfect storm. And she's, you know, right or wrong, she's going to catch all the, all the heat for it. Uh, Becky was wrong in one thing that she said over the course of the last couple of days. I heard you guys talking about it on the Wednesday locker room where uh, she made the comment about Rousey murdering that segment and how awful it was and how Becky came out and saved it. It wasn't Becky that came out and saved that. It was Bailey. Bailey is the one that came out and saved that segment because while Rousey was out there dying a slow, painful death, they had the Bailey wacky weightable inflatable tube guys. They were all set up and ready to go. You can see them on the stage. They sent Bailey out there early. They were like, oh shit, Rhonda's dying out there. Bailey, go save this. I don't think Bailey was even supposed to have any dialogue. That was just Bailey going out there and like, um, I'm gonna come out here and talk and accept your open challenge because I have to come out here and fight you now because Vince is pissed backstage. That's what I got out of Bailey's little promo. Uh, I, I, I'm with you. I thought the match was actually pretty decent, even though there's a lot of people shitting all over it. The lousy it. matches are not gonna look clean. They're not supposed to look clean. It's supposed to look like a fight. Right. I mean, if you got an issue with everything, is it? Choreographed perfectly, then I'm sorry, you're what's wrong with wrestling. Yep, you're missing. We, the we, point. We're getting 
we're getting someone from MMA. It's not supposed to be that everything is Chris. Have you ever if you got an issue with it? Have you ever been in a freaking fight? Not everything goes as planned. Every punch isn't going to land perfect. You're going to have to think on your feet. You're going to have to overcome. And that's what you get in, in these Ronda matches. Hey, and I want to, you know, props to Bailey from the Rumble to making that save there to that match. I think her stock has had to rise tremendously over these last couple of days. Yep, absolutely, completely agreed. Uh, so after the match, we get the customary uh, Rousey sorry and uh, let's all celebrate our womanhood, help you up and everybody hug. Uh, and then the man comes around. Becky Lynch makes her presence known and she says, you know, I don't need any time to decide I want you I want your ass which I'm completely fine with even though it does kind of feel like she's ducking Asuka just a little bit but you know they didn't really talk about Asuka very much on commentary whether it be on Raw or Smackdown they didn't talk about Becky tapping out they just talked about Becky winning the Rumble kept Asuka off TV I thought that was a smart decision and then we got to see the real Ronda Rousey Ladies and gentlemen, you want to know why I've been shitting on Ronda Rousey for the last year? Because what you got in that promo is the Ronda Rousey I wanted a fucking year ago. That was awesome. Where has that been at? That's what I've been wanting for a year. Ronda Rousey is a bitch. Let Ronda Rousey be a bitch. Hey, here's the, here's the problem. When when they when she came in, WWE. You know, as I was talking about, you know, they, they knew people were going to see her as an outsider. So WWE made the mistake. They did her zero favors by trying to position her to come out, you know, come forward so strongly as, hey, don't, I'm not an outsider, guys. I'm not Brock Lesnar. I'm going to be here all the time. I love wrestling. I want to be with you. I want everyone to embrace me. No, you should have came with this fire and this intensity from day one. Yep. And when she turned into Ronda Rousey, damn, it was, it was awesome. Good. It was great. And that was that was the reason you're sitting there looking at these two and you're thinking, this is the main event of WrestleMania. This is your hottest program going forward. Major outside news outlets are picking this up already. Yep. This is the fire that you need in professional wrestling to ignite, you know, to ignite that flame that you need going into WrestleMania season. And we got that right there. This is what Ronda Rousey should be, be all about. Time for my weekly shot at the Professor Chabella Vera Cruz. My weekly shot at the professor. Yep, I'm going to make this a thing. Uh, So professor took to the PW Hustle group and he says, oh, yeah, sure. Becky responds, but it took her 24 hours to do so. Um, yeah, that's the fucking script. Yeah, Becky's going to stand there and take it from Rousey because that's the fucking script. You just expect Becky Lynch to go off script and respond to shit now? Jesus Christ. Just mind-blowing, that guy. Mind-blowing. I don't get it. I don't get it. And, Rick, that brings it to my favorite story of the week. My favorite story of the week is I saw this story, and I knew I was going to get a Huckleberry rant. Oh, I was so excited for a Huckleberry rant. I didn't even see this till now. I didn't see this till now. Oh, yeah. Rick's favorite person, the cyborg, spotted at the Performance Center yesterday, treated out by Ariel Herwani. Cyborg standing right outside the Performance Center, arms wide open. Oh, Huckleberry, let him have it. I know you're a big fan of this move. (sighs) Fucking cyborg. You know, I'm pretty sure she is the result 
of Nicole Bass scarfing down about 14 crave cases and taking a monster fucking dump. That's how fucking pathetic of a fucking individual and such a freak she is. Are you sure this thing wasn't photoshopped with her trying to get this cheap publicity, this terrible rub that she's always trying to get this attention when nobody is paying uh, paying notice to her sideshow ass? I keep her, keep her away from professional wrestling. We're, we already have enough issues and enough naysayers mocking us that we needed this disgusting excuse of human existence in this industry. That did not disappoint. That did not disappoint. And, and I, you know what? This is for money too. Will you bring it back up? Now I know exactly how to fucking kick her ass. I've been telling him for a year. Give me six months to train. I'll go knock this fucking bitch out. If she signs, if she gets on that property one more time, I might take a road trip down here. Get the hell out of this Midwest cold and go take care of business with this piece of shit bitch. My God, if you're going to Orlando, come through Iowa. Take me fucking with you. I'm never coming back. I'm never coming back. Why do humans live in Iowa? I don't understand. Oh my God. It's all the way up to negative six. It's a freaking heat wave. Woo. Let's talk about the U.S. championship. Um, as up and down as Iowa weather. You know, it's supposed to be 40 here on Saturday. Yeah, right. I don't believe it either. The U.S. championship. So Shinsuke Nakamura wins the U.S. championship from Rusev at the Rumble. Huckleberry, we wrote that off as we're setting up this storyline, okay? I can get with that. On SmackDown, R-Truth beats Shinsuke Nakamura. Rusev comes out and challenges R-Truth for the title immediately, and I'm thinking we're just correcting course. This was all for the angle on Sunday. We're putting the title back on Rusev where it belongs, all is fine on the Western Front. But no, R-Truth beats Rusev, and now Rusev and Shinsuke Nakamura are going to form a tag team and take on the Good Brothers next week. This is real fucking life, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not making this shit up. Oh, shit. It just hit me where we're getting here. Uh, you know, at first I was thinking... It, I it's did Sheamus and Cesaro. Well, you know how we were talking about who's who's got the next number for the new champs? Oh, it's going to be Shinsuke and Rusev. Yes. That will be your your fast lane. Oh, matchup. my God. That because they don't have anything else to do with these guys right now. And I, my first, you know, my initial thought was, all right, Shinsuke is just kind of looking around. Where the hell's the exit? And, you know, this goes back to what I was talking about at the top of the show. Okay, I came here and learned all I have to learn. I can go back and teach everything I need to teach in New Japan. I'll go there and be a major star, and I'll be the king of strong style. And when we have shows here in the West, people are going to buy ticket after ticket to come see me do what I do best. Let's be the king of strong style, not this WWE Freddie Mercury bullshit. But there was our answer. That's going to be the fast lane opponents for the tag team champions. Do you think that goes all the way to WrestleMania? Well, I, you know, we've got that rumor that they're, I mean, the, the Mania match is going to be Miz versus Shane. So would they put the belts on Shinsuke and Rusev? I just don't see it. I don't see it. I really like these two guys together. Can we, can't we just split them amicably? Because I feel like, I feel like what's really going on here is Shane McMahon is going to turn on the Miz. 
It's not going to be Miz turning on Shane. There's no way the way that they've put this whole thing together that I can buy into Miz turning on Shane. And I will tell you what, I, you know, that was, I liked the segment, the, the birthday or the, uh, the tag team championship celebration. And I was, I was kind of on the edge of the seat. Like, come on, Shane, don't turn on him. Don't do it right now. Because you kept kind of having that set up about the surprise and all that, you know, yep. or, or if you would even see like Miz's dad, like turn on him. Like, yeah, you won the belts, but you only did it because of my favorite wrestler ever shape, you know, something like that. Yeah. But they kept it going. So I enjoyed that there. And I like it. Like you put over, man, it's a great dynamic between these two. They could, you know, they would certainly have a great match, uh, like a great selling point between those two. But, you know, you got to see the forest through the trees, man. This thing has legs. You can ride this for a while. Yeah, I think you absolutely can ride this. And the way that this thing can end up is the way that The Miz said it was going to end up the better part of a year ago when the Fox deal was announced and people were asking the talent about the Fox deal and media interviews. And somebody asked The Miz about the Fox deal and he said his goal was by the time the launch happened on Fox, he wanted to be the face of SmackDown Live. Well, I, I think, you know, this is how you turn in baby face. Well, you don't do that at WrestleMania because then you have so much room for something to go wrong. You ride out this thing and then you do it at SummerSlam. Well, I think what we should do is after they, let's say that they somehow retain the tag team titles until WrestleMania. All right. And they lose. Well, I'm, their- not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not saying they keep the belt still SummerSlam. That's when you have him and Shane blow off. I wouldn't have them blow off. I would just have them lose the titles and Shane McMahon say, that was fun, but I'm not a wrestler, Miz. And I'm, I'm going to go back to doing my corporate job. And all of this did, all it did was turn the Miz baby face. And the Miz is now the face of SmackDown going into Fox. Because let's face it, when you talk media crossover, when you talk popularity and media crossover, The Miz is about the biggest guy they got next to John Cena. Could you see something, you know, maybe maybe it triggers that at SummerSlam. Then we see Miz on the rise and maybe giving the belt on the first episode on Fox. Yeah, I could see that too. Because, you know, everyone's got, you know, as right now we're all excited for WrestleMania and we and we always forget, you know, we've got these nine weeks, these two marquee events. That Fox deal is a long ways away. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. All the way until October. I mean, we got to get basically SummerSlam is going to really set the table for the Fox deal. So it's almost like WrestleMania is really the prelude to SummerSlam this year and when the real money is going to start coming in. Yeah, it, it's and it, I guess what's exciting about it is we know the stakes for WWE, so they're going to have to perform. Yeah. So that's going to wrap things up for this week's show. Thanks for listening. And if you haven't yet, please hit that subscribe button. Then head over to the Roar Network at thegorillaposition.com. Check out some of our peeps like, you know, Joe and Carl over there at Turnbuckle Talks. Also search Hacker Hameen on your favorite podcast listening device so that you never miss any content from RBV and myself in the locker room on Monday. Stay tuned for the rest of the week for the likes of Billy Ray Valentine, the 
Andrew Bello, Strangler Steve King, Big Ray Hernandez, Ben Hameen, and of course, the main event, Big Stevie Cool himself, and much, much more. Be sure to visit our friends over at LastWordOnProWrestling.com daily for all the news from around the world of professional wrestling. You can hit the show on Twitter at HTMPWPod on Facebook, Hitting the Marks, Instagram at HTMPWPod, Twitch.tv, Hitting the Marks, email us, HittingTheMarks at gmail.com. Tuesdays, HTM Sports, 4.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Jesus Christ, man, I gotta find a way to rewrite this close because we've got way too much crap to plug these days. All right, you can find me across all social media platforms at NotJargo. RBB, Jesus Christ, man, will you please start talking so I can stop? Tune in on Saturdays for our new show called The Plug. You can just find out where the hell you can find us. It's gonna, it's, it, it might rival the length of this show. It's gonna be up there around two and a half hours, but at least you'll know it's gonna be all about where to find us. Tune in for the plugs, or just keep up with me across all social media at the real RBV. Hey, make sure you're tuning in to Jargo tonight. And, you know, the Hitting the Marks uh, platforms all weekend because we've got some, uh, some Super Bowl-esque announcements coming at you. Ooh. Do I get to know what they are before we make them? <laughs> That's it for this week's show. We'll talk to you Monday in the locker room. For now, we're off like a prom dress. Gargo out! Watch your fingers. Enable me. I don't give up. You're bad guy!